Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Great to be with you, Craig Mish and Davis Maddock from noon to one Eastern going over everything happening in the world of fantasy sports. We've got some baseball to talk about a little bit later in the show. Team previews from a fantasy perspective, the NFBC average draft position for all of the New York Yankees starters as well as we'll move over to the American League Central here on the show. So uh, no doubt we'll focus on that. Of course, we've got some NFL news to go over as well as a lot of the the coaches right now and some of the executives are in West Palm Beach, Florida, sort of giving an idea as to what the outlook will look like in 2022. And Davis, I think we're all sort of anticipating what Tiger Woods will do, too, in terms of the Masters. That would be a huge story if Tiger was back in Augusta this year. Yeah, you know, we got the report that uh, he, I, I, I don't remember if it was today or just sometime this week, he's going to play a simulated round out uh, at Augusta, which I think we are all certainly looking forward to where, uh, you know, it's always good when you start to get the commercials for the Masters, you know, it just really starts to feel like spring. Uh, of course, you know, we all love the four days of uh, of the Masters. And I, I hope Tiger is able to play. I'm not, you know, I'm not really that big of a, of a Tiger Woods guy, but uh you know, he just he just always adds a little bit a little bit extra to the proceedings there for sure. Yeah, definitely. So extra to the ratings too, no matter what, as long as he makes the cut and moves into Saturday. Let's get to our headlines here on the show. Aside from golf, we've got some, as I said, football and some baseball to talk about. Robert Williams going to be out several weeks, so certainly bad news there on the NBA front. LeBron uh, probably not going to play tonight as well as Anthony Davis against the Dallas Mavericks. Chris Archer is back in the game. He signs a one-year deal with the Minnesota Twins. Unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Rays, their setup man, Pete Fairbanks, looks like he could miss several months. So the Rays will have to piece together their bullpen, as they always do, and they'll figure it out, and somebody will be very good out of their bullpen, as they always are. Uh, Also, the Chicago White Sox uh, yesterday announced an injury to Andrew Vaughn. Today, they traded for Adam Hasley, the outfielder from the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies, of course, have Castellanos. And, uh, and Schwarber and Hasley now expendable, Davis. So that's sort of the latest in baseball. I don't know that Archer is a huge factor in fantasy once upon a time. This was somebody that was very draftable. Of course, he was involved in that trade with Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Very regrettable, of course, uh, for Pittsburgh in that sense. But beyond that, uh, you know, some big takeaways, I think, here. Uh, Hasley could get some playing time uh, going now to Chicago where Vaughn is out. I know you liked him very much. And we'll have to figure out who the race closer or their backup closer is going to be. Maybe this puts somebody else on the map. Yeah, you know, I uh, my my first instinct on those headlines was, man, I I can never quit 
Chris Archer, I have, uh, you know, stomached his, his five ERAs the last couple of years, pretty much just remembering that magical 2015 season where he had 212 innings, a 3.2 ERA, struck out over a batter per inning, and uh, pretty much just waiting for that to come back. Uh, I always loved Chris Archer. Also thought it was... Um, Thought it was interesting that uh, Adam Hazley signed before Michael Conferto, considering, you know, we talked about Conferto's contract situation. Pretty good fourth outfielder slash DH guy to have would definitely make sense for the White Sox so that they could have him playing the field and not have um, Eloy Jimenez pretty much ever have to be in the field with with Andrew Vaughn injured. So kind of surprised that is the direction that they went, especially because their team is very good, could very easily win a World Series this year. And that injury to Robert Williams, I mean, that can shift the title. Really, that could be a, an injury that changes the destination of the Larry O'Brien Trophy because we we mentioned on the show yesterday, and of course, welcome to everyone on radio, Davis Maddock and Craig Mish with you here. Uh, so that Robert Williams injury, I mean, the, the Celtics had gotten to number one in the Eastern Conference. They were going to be the number one seed. And now they're going to have to be playing Grant Williams, uh, Daniel Theis played 42 minutes last night. Now the Celtics rested a bunch of guys in in um, what ended up being an overtime game against the Raptors. But also, Al Horford has gone. You know, I mean, he's he's pretty good this season, but I, I believe he is 35 years old. Asking him to play 40 minutes a night in the playoffs might be a little bit much. So kind of honestly, kind of a bummer for the Boston Celtics because it really kind of shorted them out at an important point. Yeah. Uh, also, one other note we want to give to you uh, in talking to reporters, it looks like Taysom Hill, uh, no longer a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints Davis. And so naturally, nothing they can do. They've extended him to a long term contract, but he will shift. It looks like back to tight end. Well, you know, uh, probably may- I, I would guess that makes him close to the highest paid tight end in the NFL, which is uh, pretty funny. I mean, and it's also additionally funny because clearly Taysom Hill was Sean Payton's pet project, right? He loved Taysom Hill, loved those stupid packages, loved putting him in at quarterback. And I think anyone who watched Taysom Hill play quarterback last year pretty much figured out that was not the best position for him to be playing. And uh, that, you know, they re- I think they gave Jameis $28 million. And I think that was that. I think if you give Jameis that money, Taysom is not going to be playing quarterback for you anymore. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, we'll see uh, where he's drafted in fantasy football coming up soon. Of course, the NFL draft coming up in 30 days. Very exciting time for us here at SportsGrid to have that covered for you, no doubt. But coming up next, our team previews continue in fantasy baseball. And up next, it's time for us to take a look at a team that I'm sure a lot of people will be drafting players from as they draft over the next week because you're running out of time. The New York Yankees will touch on them next, what their lineup may look like, the starting rotation and their bullpen as well. And uh, we're actually going to double up on today's show. So we have two team previews for you right here on Fantasy Sports today. So stay with us on the grid. We've got that. We've got Fantasy Reality, the Sports Grid 60, and any breaking news that we have during the show here on FST, we will give that to you as well. So make sure you stay with us for the entire hour, 12 to 1 Eastern. we got you coming up. So stay with us on the grid. Yankees preview is next. Break, break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. For those of you who are on Twitter, make sure you follow us on social media at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information about us, our programming, and all of our shows. That's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Completely free to follow, always posting content, and we do a great job with that. Uh, Yankees, Davis, uh, some people feel did not do a great job in the offseason. They had some very big aspirations in terms of free agency. There were some really big names that were thrown out there. Trevor Story was one of those. That did not come to fruition. Uh, but they did bring back a couple of players who they were looking at last year. Of course, Anthony Rizzo was one of them. And um, and I suppose the biggest move that you could say that they made was adding Josh Donaldson, who I guess there's some potential for him even to hit leadoff for the Yankees this year. So uh, health notwithstanding, the Yankees are stacked. But again, health, always a big issue, as seemingly. Always a big issue with them. You know, uh, you're right that uh, they did have high aspirations this offseason. But looking at their lineup, it's not as if they have a big hole other than I, I think you can say they have a hole at shortstop. I mean, you know, you compare Isaiah kind of Falefa to Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, some of the names that they were rumored to be pulling in. And I think you can see why fans would be a little bit bummed out. Honestly, though, looking up and down their lineup, I feel like pretty much everyone other than Judge is like a mega value at ADP, assuming that they're able to get into, you know, at least 140 games. Um, you know, Do Donaldson in particular, I think looks really strong. All right, so let's go through, uh, you're looking at their lineup right now, but let's go through some of the ADP here, and uh, we'll continue on, uh, starting with Donaldson, who has worked his way now into the top 200 in the NFBC. He had 26 home runs, 72 runs driven in last year. He's projected potentially to bat first, followed by Aaron Judge, who's also in the top 50 at 37. Joey Gallo's ADP is 175. Gallo hit 38 home runs last year. Stanton will hit cleanup most likely, although he's much better in the two-hole. Anthony Rizzo, off a down year, his ADP is the lowest it's ever been at 180. Glaber Torres, you could say the same. He was a top 50 guy. Now he's a top 150 guy at 149. Aaron Hicks, if he plays every day, 517, that's questionable. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who Davis just mentioned, and Ben Rortvet is 735. Higgishioka is going to play quite a bit, too. And I don't really know what Rortvet is, to be honest with you, Davis. I think that probably more of a defensive catcher than anything. And then the one name that we did not talk about here, 
He's not listed in the Yankees starting lineup because there's a sense that he could be a super utility player. And that is DJ LeMahieu, who won a batting title a couple of years ago, coming off a down year. But naturally, he could play second. He could play third. He could even play first base. And I would expect him to get a lot of playing time as well, naturally, at the expense of someone else. But I, I suppose there's some question because he came off a tough year last year. He did come off a tough year last year, and I think that he, DJ LeMayhew, is probably one of the parts of their lineup that seems most fascinating from a fantasy baseball perspective because he has a really good fantasy baseball skill set, right? He can hit for a good average. Uh, it was that uh, you know season two years ago where he actually hit for some power, which is uh, it's sort of funny that he was able to hit for power because how many guys leave Coors Field and then have the best season of their of their hitting careers it is it is very uncommon but i am uh, i am pretty i am pretty interested in him and of course craig you already know the guy that i love the most batting third short porch yankee stadium joey gallo you don't even have to pay through the notes to get him here i mean if he if if he gets 650 plate appearances what what is it 45 home runs you know i mean he could he could lead the american league in home runs very easily i think yeah, and, and a good bet to do it. I think he'll be one of the favorites going into uh, 2022 for sure. All right, let's take a look uh, now. We go from the lineup of the Yankees to their starting rotation. And this is the one spot that I think that will be questionable over the course of the season. Although very strong at the top is Garrett Cole returns once again. He's a top 10 pick in every fantasy draft, including the NFBC where his ADP is eight right now going into 2022 last year, 16 and eight with a 3.23 earned run average, 1.059 whip. Jordan Montgomery has not quite broken the top 200. He's at ADP 209 uh, last year, 3.83 earned run average, 1.278 whip. Luis Severino coming off uh, Tommy John major uh, injury. Who knows how many innings he'll get, but his ADP is inside the top 200 at 175. Then it gets rough. Nestor Cortez, who the Yankees are counting on, had a really solid season for them last year. And then health, of course, uh, an issue with Jamison Tyon, his ERA at 4.30 here in, uh, in 2022. Uh, so naturally, you look at the starting rotation and you know that you have Garrett Cole in the top 10 and he is a very reliable option. But beyond that, there are definitely are some issues with the rotation. If you knew that Severino was going to throw more than 120, 130 innings this season, then he probably has the best value of anyone inside the top 200 as far as some of the pitchers are concerned. But I guess that that is the question uh, for him. Of course, they have a couple of young pitchers also on the rise that we could potentially see in 2022. But this is the starting five that they're going to go with this year. Cole Montgomery, Severino, Cortez, and uh, Jamison Tyon, once upon a time thought to be a potential Cy Young Award candidate. If he is healthy and, uh, and, and throws 150 innings somehow this year, he's going to win a lot of games because the Yankees are definitely going to score a lot of runs. Uh, all right, on to uh, the bullpen for the New York Yankees, and this is where things are pretty much cut and dry. Aroldis Chapman is one of the top closers off the board in fantasy this season. His ADP is 84, which makes him basically in line to be either the first or second closer off the board. His ADP is 84 right now. And uh, Jonathan Loizaga, his ADP is 421. So this sort of tells you the way that the NFBC views the uh, the Yankees closing spot with basically no backup option, no handcuff option to Chapman at the top. And then you have Chad Green, who's always a really good reliever, but not necessarily someone that's going to go in for saves 
and his ADP is 419, so inside the top 500. Now, the dynamic that could change, of course, for the Yankees this season would be the health of Zach Britton, who is going to be out at least for a few months, I would suspect, and then could come back and play a different role with the Yankees. Now, uh, what in the spring so far, Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, uh, kind of intimated that there was a chance that he could mix and match a little bit by using Chapman potentially in the eighth inning as well. And that's something that Chapman has done in the postseason, but really didn't do it all that much in the regular season. So if they shift toward doing that, then that would change the entire dynamic as to how you would view some of these other options. And maybe when Britain is healthy, uh, Britain right now on most of the projection systems don't show more than five or six saves, which I feel like is about right for somebody who has a very high skill set, but the health is definitely a question. So handcuff right now looks like it's Chad Green, but essentially there really is none with the Yankees. And I would expect Chapman to get the majority of saves. Some other players, you know, certainly on the radar for the Yankees uh, this season, uh, Kyle Higashioka, who's actually being drafted in the NFBC higher than Rortvet, because you know the playing time is coming once every five days with Garrett Cole. It's just a matter of how many days he plays. And by the way, Higashioka, while he's not going to do a ton offensively, if you're just looking at counting stats, if Rortved does not work out at all, the playing time could not only just be a, a 50-50 split, but it literally could shift in the way of Higashioka, who definitely uh, catches a really good game for the Yankees. So that's kind of the outlook for them in 2022, as Davis mentioned earlier. Uh, not landing Trevor Story and not landing... Uh, and not landing Carlos Correa definitely has somewhat of a hole at shortstop and the pressure has got to be tremendous for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. It uh, worked out okay for Didier Gregorius when Derek Jeter retired and didn't really work out as well. I would say for Glaber Torres who followed him because Torres wasn't as good as shortstop, but we'll see if the makeup works for uh, Kiner Falefa at shortstop for the Yankees this season. Somebody that's basically being overlooked completely in all fantasy drafts. All right, uh, more discussion for us coming up. It's time for us to double up on our season previews in fantasy baseball because we're running out of time. Opening day is coming up next week. So our previews of the American League Central will continue on the show. One of the upstart teams in that division, naturally, is going to be the Detroit Tigers. That's a team that we will focus on as well. So stay on the grid. We'll be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. From the American League East to the American League Central we go. And by the way, before we move on from the East, you can catch all of our fantasy previews on sportsgrid.com as well as our YouTube page. Davis and I going through every single team or as many teams as we can until opening day. And of course, opening day is next week. So we have a lot of work to do before we get there. Uh, Davis, the Detroit Tigers are, are probably not going to win the American League Central. But the fact that I can say probably is definitely a switch from the last five years. They went into this deep rebuild where they were just collecting draft picks and drafting high-end players, and it feels like they're on the cusp of being special. So I don't know that this is the year for them, but I am optimistic with the money that they've spent and the pitching staff that they have that we may be having a very different conversation about them in 2023 but this year i could definitely see a pretty big tick up in terms of wins for them well it really depends on these young pitchers i mean they have they have a whole group of young guys some of them came up last year a few of them were ready a few of them were not ready uh in, in fact some of them were basically like double a quality pitchers eating up major league baseball innings for the detroit tigers um and they have a lot of interesting guys for fantasy baseball on the offensive side but you know if if just one of these young guys right whether it be scooble or, or whoever if one of those young guys plays to what his high-end projection is as a prospect they might already have a number one starting pitcher now i think what would stop them from winning the division is the White Sox are very, very good. You know, the White Sox have pitchers. The White Sox have hitting. They will probably spend a little bit of money. I would imagine the White Sox will probably be buyers at the deadline. But if you told me that this Detroit Tigers team got, you know, 75th percentile performances from half the roster, they could beat the Guardians. They could beat the Royals. They could beat the Twins. I mean, pretty much no problem. Um, so I, I, I think you're right. You know, I really would not be that surprised. Yeah, on the rise, and we'll see how far they go. Let's take a look at their starting lineup here in 2022. Of course, uh, last year, the first half of the season was just huge as they uh, got that kid uh, Akil Badu in the Rule 5 draft, and he was a monster in the first half. Of course, he slid in the second half, but his ADP is 158. Robbie Grossman was a great add by the Tigers as well. He had 23 home runs for them and drove in 67 runs. They pick up Javier Baez in the offseason off the big contract. Davis is a bigger fan than me, but look at the numbers. They don't deny 31 home runs, 87 runs driven in. He's in the top 70. Heimer Candelario, finally, after all these years of starting to hit, a doubles masher. His ADP is 225. Jonathan Scope, they signed him to a two-year deal. He's in the top 200. Miguel Cabrera, well, look, I mean, it's probably one of his final years playing. He's clogging up that DH at 541. Spencer Torkelson expected to be with the big league club. If, if not opening day very soon, his ADP shows you that at 257. they acquired Tucker Barnhart in the off season to catch. And then you see Victor Reyes, name here, Davis, his ADP is 672. Reyes a couple of years ago was once thought to be a leadoff hitter or a nine hole hitter. 
But make no mistake about it, the name in the outfield for the Tigers is going to be Riley Green, who's being drafted in the top 500. He's not going to probably make the big league club to start the season, but that kid could be a superstar. So again, a lot of optimism for this Tigers lineup, and I would not be shocked if at some point this season you're seeing Torkelson, you're seeing Riley Green in the everyday lineup, and uh, and, and look, along with Baez hitting those home runs and improvements from Candelario and even Grossman and Badu. And the Tigers going to win 90 games? I don't know. But they certainly should be around the 500 mark, and I think that they do have a chance to finish second. I mean, definitely. I If, if you removed Miguel Cabrera and gave 600 plate appearances to Riley Green instead of Victor Reyes, I mean, I think they're they're already halfway. Badu is super interesting for fantasy baseball. I think last year, uh, 384 at-bats, 13 home runs, 13 steals. I mean, and and obviously, you know, he's not going to be great for batting average. He struck out 106 times in those 384 at-bats, 260 batting average. I mean, I guess 260 in the grand scheme of things of where baseball is now doesn't kill you, doesn't necessarily, you know, help you all that much either. But Badu is kind of the guy I'm looking at from a fantasy baseball perspective of being pretty interested. Also interested, you know, in Torkelson and Riley Green. Probably a little bit more interested in Torkelson then Riley Green, just because it does appear that Torkelson is going to be up before. And then, you know what? Guys like this never get any appreciation in fantasy baseball, but Jonathan Scope is just going to do exactly what you drafted him for. Last season, played 156 games, so, so pretty much played every single day, and he had 22 home runs. 22 home runs from your second baseman when you get him so cheap, you know, with your 18th round draft pick, your 16th round draft pick. I don't see how you can complain about that. And last two years for Detroit, he's hit exactly 278. Again, can't really complain about 278 with 22 home runs. So I, I, I mean, Scope is probably the guy at cost that I like the most of all of these guys. Yeah, and Scope, again, going to uh, play for the Tigers the next two years. They, they signed him to a two-year contract extension. Uh, all right, well, in the offseason, the money was not only spent in the lineup, but it was also spent in the rotation as uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was signed to a long-term deal, and he is the top pitcher off the board in the NFBC at average draft position 149, coming off a rough year last year, but the Tigers bet big on him, and they needed somebody in the rotation that was not – a young kid. And so they got Rodriguez at the front and Pineda at the back. But uh, look, they have very high hopes for Casey Mize, who as the season went on, got better and didn't walk anybody, which was a huge thing for him. Uh, a lot of people feel Davis that Tariq Skubal has a chance to be the best pitcher in this rotation. Very high strikeout guy struggled again at the beginning of last year, came on late. Uh, Matt Manning is the one that, you know, obviously is going to have to improve a lot or he's not going to be so in this bad. rotation. And he's the third one. And then uh, Michael Pineda is their fifth starter, but he could very well easily be their fourth. And so, look, you're, you're playing a little roulette with their pitchers. Let's be honest. You, you really don't know exactly what you're going to get here. But we know the Guardians offense isn't going to be very good. I think that you stated that before. Uh, Kansas City's offense, probably going to be better than it was a year ago. But how much better? I don't know. I mean, if Bobby Witt hits 40 home runs, that certainly could change the game. But the division outside of the White Sox, really not all that formidable. Scooble takes the next step. Mize takes the next step. Manning is just better than what he was, and the rotation shapes up pretty interesting. Yeah, by the way, it uh, it does not end there either. They have other first-round draft picks sitting there and, uh, and waiting 
in the wing. They have Joey Wentz, who is probably going to get a little bit uh, of experience at the major league level this year. And then a guy who's maybe a little bit further away. He was a first round pick in uh, 2017, Alex Fido. Uh, it would be interesting to see if he is able to to get up at all. I, I would say Casey Mize and Scooble, these are these are bets I really like to make in fantasy baseball where they've gotten their experience, they're very young, lots of pedigree, uh, a weaker division, right? There's going to be spots where they're, you know, even if they don't work out as, you know, they don't hit their, their 90th percentile outcomes or whatever, there's going to be places where you'd want to stream Casey Mize and Tark Scooble to begin with. So I really like those guys. And then, you know, Michael Pineda, whatever, Eduardo Rodriguez, whatever. I think those guys, those are going to be bulk, you know, 3.9 ERA guys with, and you hope that they don't kill you with the ratios. Pineda, I mean, Pineda's deal is he just cannot stop home runs. He's never been able to stop people from hitting home runs off of him. If he could ever limit that, he'd probably turn in a pretty good season. But I, I don't think he's going to automatically learn that at 32 years old. No, amazing. He's only 32, right? Feels like he's yeah. been around the league for 10, 15 years, and he, he kind of has. But a good back-end pitcher for the Tigers rotation, for sure. All right, now the closer seems to be pretty clear. This was a position of weakness for them, Davis, the last few years until they found this kid, Gregory Soto, who came on, made the all-star team. But, you know, it's funny. With his ADP, it just doesn't seem to – there doesn't seem to be a ton of confidence that – what he did last year is repeatable. I know that they toyed with the idea of former starter Michael Fulmer, who's inside the top 400, and then they signed Andrew Chaffin to a uh, pretty big contract, two years, I think, $15 million. I don't see him getting saves. His ADP is 705, so even in the Champions Leagues, he's you know, pretty much not going. But uh, look, I mean, counting on a closer to do what he did the year before as a young pitcher, Davis, never advisable, but that's sort of where we're at here with Soto. What do you think? Um, I mean, I don't think he looks all that interesting. I know he, he's projected for about 22 saves, which is solid. Um, the one who is more interesting at cost for me is going to be Fulmer, who was, you know, a, a failed starter for Detroit. They they tried to use him as a starter. He, I guess he, he put together a decent rookie year, right? 159 innings, th- uh, 3.06 ERA. And then it was pretty much a, a straight line down after that culminating in 10 starts in 2020 with an 8.7 ERA, but they shipped him into the bullpen last year, 69 innings, 14 saves, 2.97 ERA, was able to limit the walks, was able to limit the home runs as a relief pitcher. And so given how much these guys cost, you know, Soto compared to Fulmer, I would much rather spend a 24th round pick on Fulmer, sit in for, and and that I, that's so much my closer strategy. Anyways, I don't want to pay full price for any of these guys. I don't care about the ratios. I just want, I mean, get me to seventy saves as a team in the course of the season, and I'll be feeling good. All right. So tomorrow on the show, we'll continue looking at the American League Central. So join us tomorrow around noon Eastern. We'll have that for you, no doubt. Coming up next, we've got some fantasy reality and then the sports grid at 60. This uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock story just continues on. And so naturally, we found the new question to ask about that. We'll have it for you next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, before we kick it over to Brett for Fantasy or Reality Davis, we do have uh, one note here from the NFL, from the uh, coaches' meetings, a rule change in the NFL, and something that I know that uh, got the attention of a lot of folks in the AFC Championship, which is, of course, the overtime rule. Now, they are changing the rule, Davis, to give each team a possession in overtime, but don't get too excited because this is only happening in the playoffs. But my guess is this is just for one season to try it and then if it works my guess is they will incorporate it in the regular season too but for now postseason only yeah my thought is that you are probably correct i mean i don't love it uh i don't know if there is a perfect overtime solution i guess my my thought has always just kind of been just play another quarter right i i mean just have just have that be and then whoever has the whoever has the most points at the end of another quarter there's some player safety stuff in there you know guys are are exhausted uh, that changes the the dynamics of how teams would play at the end of regulation, which is why it's probably the number one reason why you can't do it because then you know there there's no impetus to go and score points because they're you know that it it just changes the um the risk and reward mechanics. So I don't know if there is a perfect answer for NFL overtime. I, I don't hate both teams getting a possession. I kind of I would kind of selfishly like uh, the college football rules to go in place in the NFL. Not because I think it's a good solution, but because it would be amazing for fantasy guys would scope. You know, they get so many True. more touchdowns, so many more points. Like it, it's not a it's not a good solution for competitive balance, but it is a good solution for fantasy football. Yeah, the possibility of ten overtimes in the NFL. Who I mean, uh, I don't know that they want that right away, but we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting, at least for the playoffs, and we know that both teams will get a fair shake at the very least. All right, let's give Brett a fair shake today on his questions. Let's see what we got: fantasy or reality. All right, guys. Well, we are starting off in St. Louis with the Cardinals because Albert Pujols is back with the Cardinals, and he is 21 home runs away from number 700. So, Davis, we'll start with you as our resident in St. Louis. Albert Pujols will reach 700 career home runs this season. Is that a fantasy or reality? 
You know, I think he is going to be pretty hard-pressed. Uh, he's got to hit 21 home runs. He has 679 right now. He hit 17 home runs last season. He did hit six home runs in 2020 in only uh, 39 games, 163 plate appearances. Uh, and it, it took him 545 plate appearances in 2019 to get to 23 home runs. The issue is... I, I would find it very, very unlikely for him to get to even 300 plate appearances. Uh, the most bullish projection system has him at 217 plate appearances. That's going to come with, you know, 9, 10, 11 home runs. I mean, maybe he starts really hot or whatever. But keep in mind, this is a 42-year-old guy. His isolated slugging has not been above 200 since 2015. Um, and in fact, that was uh, that was the only time with the Angels he had an isolated slugging above 200. So I, I think that this is a fantasy. And by the way, would not surprise me to see him try and, and keep it going, right, until he gets to 700. So if that means he has to play next season, if it means he's got to go play for the, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates or whatever and make, you know, the veterans minimum, would not be surprised. Because you and I, which by the way, I get, you know, if I'm Albert Pools, I want 700 home runs. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, he said in his press conference yesterday that the Cardinals uniform will be the last one that he ever wears. We'll see if that's the case. Of course, we've heard that before from other players, uh, but I'm with you. I, I got fantasy here and it's not that I don't want him to reach 700. I think it would be a great story, but look, you have to read between the lines and a lot of things here it takes nothing away from the career of Pujols who's a first ballot hall of famer and probably should be unanimous but let's also remember last year the angels just let him go completely and he certainly could still help the angels if they thought he could they let him go the dodgers didn't really show a lot of interest in bringing him back and and i and i know it sounds harsh but it does feel more ceremonial than anything else to me this year with Pujols. now if somebody gets hurt that's not named albert Pujols. <laughs> That would certainly change the equation quite a bit. But if you asked me to set a total for his home runs on the season, I'd put it somewhere around 15, 16. 21 seems like a lot. And uh, and I think he ends up just shy, unfortunately. But look, hopefully the story will carry itself. Hopefully we'll be talking about September baseball where Pools has a shot at it. But I got fantasy with you. I can't do it. All right. Yesterday we got... Uh, well, I guess not all of us, but Detroit Lions fans got very exciting news as the Lions will be on Hard Knocks and Detroit will host the 2024 NFL Draft. Many people are saying it could be fun for the team that is hosting to have the number one pick. So, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. The Detroit Lions will have the number one pick. In 2024 NFL Draft, is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, it, it takes a little, uh, you know, heavy brain here to try and figure out two years from now what's going to happen in the NFL. But I have Detroit on the rise and not on the decline by 2024. Uh, look, at, at that point, will Houston be in a better spot than they are right now? I mean, they certainly can't be in a worse spot than they are right now. I would guess Houston, their win total for the season's got to be as low as it can be. The Giants, will they be in a better spot? And then you have to ask yourself, like, if Tampa Bay doesn't have the season that they expect this year and then Brady re-retires, is it the end of all those guys there? Is it the end of Bruce Arians? Do the Bucks like, go into a rebuild where they only win a couple of games? So. 
I think by that time, Detroit is decent, like seven wins, eight wins, maybe even more. So I'm going to say fantasy. There'll be some team that we haven't talked about that ends up hitting the reset button or just one of these teams that, that I'm talking to you about now, like Houston or the New York Giants that just flat out stink. Yeah, uh, I I think this is a fantasy. I, I wouldn't even, I, I would not make them the favorite at all. You know, some of the teams just off the top of my head that seem like uh, like much bigger flops, the Houston Texans, I they don't have picks. They just, I, I don't see how they repair this ship in two years. Uh, the New York Jets, if Zach Wilson stinks or if he plays as poorly as he did last year, again, I, I think they're going to find themselves, you know, I mean, they just do not have a very talented roster. I suppose they do at least have multiple first round picks. I, I think the Falcons, though, should probably be a favorite because they have no talent on offense. They are stuck in a miserable salary cap situation. You know, they they paid Matt Ryan to go elsewhere uh, you know, who knows if Calvin Ridley plays for them again. They just gave a bunch of money. And look, I love Cordell Patterson, but they just gave him uh, $10 million guaranteed as a 30-year-old. So that's not great. They don't have impact defense. Really, Kyle Pitts is their only plus asset. And uh, how about, though, the Seattle Seahawks, who don't have a first-round pick this year. They have Tyler Lockett, who's 30. They're probably going to trade DK Metcalf. I would be surprised to see DK Metcalf re-sign with the Seahawks if they don't trade him. They have Drew Locke at quarterback, and they have this, you know, octogenarian head coach who wants to play football like it's 1985. You know, he's taught, they come into this offseason, they trade Russell Wilson, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play good defense, and we're going to play good special teams. It's like, if that's the direction your franchise is heading, I, I think you're probably going to suck. So I, I, I feel I feel good about the Lions not having the number one pick. All right. Well, our last question of the day is Will Smith took to the notes app and then to social media to issue his apology to Chris Rock. Um, it was like kind of an apology. He's embarrassed for his actions and um, pretty much everything, but, you know, I'm sorry for doing this to you, Chris. Um, so Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You believe Will Smith is sorry. Is this a fantasy or reality? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with fantasy. I don't, I don't, I don't really like, look, he did, he did what he needed to do. His, uh, his, he, he felt insulted in the situation. He felt his wife got insulted in the situation, whatever. Um, man, I can't believe we're talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock two days in a row and fantasy or reality. I thought, I thought, uh, you know, look, my Twitter timeline can't help but talking about it. My, my girlfriend is asking me about it. It's just like, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, you know what I was thinking, Craig, is I was thinking the, the last viral moment I remember of, of this magnitude was uh, the Monte Teo, you know, Lenny Kakua thing. And for whatever reason, like that, that didn't annoy me at all. Like I thought all those jokes were hilarious and maybe I just need to lighten up a little bit, but I am, I am already completely sick of, of Will Smith and Chris Rock. But I, I mean, I, I think probably fantasy. I don't, I don't really think he's sorry. I think he knew what he was doing when he did it. Yeah, look, I mean, this is one of those deals where, where you know, you think about what you did probably the next day, you realize you were just so far out of line, and then you see the backlash that everyone's giving you, and it's sort of a forced apology here. But 
Uh, you know, it, I'll tell you the things that have have come up for me with this is that I mean, first of all, it's it's giving you know Chris Rock some unbelievable material here. Oh no! Now doubt. in the future, and it's giving other comedians too the the right to sort of unfortunately go after Will Smith for what he did. I, I gotta say, Davis, the one thing that that may come out of this, and I'm I'm usually not like a prisoner of the moment that when it comes to this sort of stuff, but I I think that Will Smith will always make movies and will always, you know, still continue to have that status. But I, I think in some way he's going to be hurt by this. I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be hard to think of him any other way except for this. Maybe I'll be wrong and we'll just forget. But something tells me no. Something tells me every time I think of Will Smith in the future, it's going to be that moment. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. Although, as as we discussed yesterday, I mean the 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 smith family life is already pretty tumultuous right i mean his kids are like famous and and you know making uh jaden makes music and I, I think his i think his daughter makes music as well uh you know they they got tv and they're like uh you know what was there was like a big article a couple of years ago like oh these kids pretty much raised themselves and they have an open marriage and and his wife does that podcast where she just like airs all their family's dirty laundry and i don't think that has had any impact on either of their careers as far as i can tell again maybe i'm not the right person to analyze this stuff because i i don't i i just like kind of realized during the oscars like i don't watch a ton of blockbuster movies um i you know mostly i i i watch a lot of tv which i guess is a key difference as neither of them are big um you know tv people or or anything like that so i but you're right i mean maybe maybe chris rock like knows some powerful directors or casting directors or something and they're like don't hire Will Smith. That's my butt, you know. So I could I could see it coming in that way. Yeah, I just I, I just think it's gonna be hard for people to forget this, at least for a while. But uh look, he just, you know, coming off the, the highest moment of his life, winning the Oscar, and arguably has the lowest moment of his life at the same time. You just you, you could never predict this sort of stuff. But yes, we are still talking about it yet again today. Uh all right, <laughs> coming up next, a new topic coming up. We've got the Sports Grid 60 up next, and uh, then we're going to turn it over to Donnie and Kevin from 1 to 3 Eastern. Of course, we have Scott Farrell coming up a little bit later, and Game Time Decisions in Game Live covering some NBA tonight as well. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. And then Davis and I will be back tomorrow with a little bit of a golf preview, and we'll continue our fantasy baseball previews as well. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Our fantasy previews of the American League Central continue right here tomorrow on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. So make sure you join us then. Before we get out of here today, let's turn it over to Davis Maddock. He's got today's Sports Grid 60. So we have an interesting report about the Boston Celtics, who are, of course, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And uh, Brian Windhorst said that uh, there is potentially a situation where if the Celtics and the Raptors met in the postseason, some of their key players would not be available. Uh, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Jalen Brown were on the injury report on Monday night, but they had just played uh, on Sunday the day before. Now, what's interesting is that Jason Tatum has said before on the record that he is vaccinated. Of course, you know, we don't know about their booster status and there's like a fourth shot available and Canada seems to be changing the rules and, and you know, the United States has different rules now. So uh, really what we are rooting for, though, is for this to not be a storyline. How, how much would that suck for that to have to be a storyline for the NBA playoffs? I think we are definitely all rooting against that at this point. Proving that the best job in sports is the backup quarterback, Andy Dalton signs a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. For Andy Dalton, has nothing to prove left in his career. Very high-end quarterback for many, many years of the Cincinnati Bengals. But like many other quarterbacks who no longer have a starting job, they just keep kicking themselves around the league uh, and they go to New Orleans. What does this really say for the Saints? Well, of course, they don't fully trust Jameis Winston, so this gives them somewhat of a fallback option. But... For Andy Dalton, great job. Another few million dollars to sit and hold a clipboard. And my guess is Andy Dalton will continue to play a few more years doing exactly the same thing. Good job if you can get it. Thanks again to Parker over at LTN. Thanks, of course, to Danny and Ryan and our graphics department for doing such a great job as they always do. And for my producer, Brett Levy, and co-host Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon right here on Sports. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.